From the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang from the nation's capital. I'm coming to all of y'all with this morning's episode. I'm actually pre-recording it. So just to kind of give you guys episode is airing live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Thank you everyone for tuning in this morning. Uh, a really exciting day. I'm, I'm in our nation's capital meeting with, with a whole bunch of folks. So really excited about that. And, and, and shortly while after this episode, will obviously air. We'll be hearing from Jen Easterly and, and, and so many other amazing cybersecurity leaders from our nation. So um, um, we'll be what I can share. I will do my best to bring you later on to the show. It's channel house rules. So I, I do respect those and, and abide by those. So, but what I can and, and what they allow me to, 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 to potentially speak about, I will do so. All right. With that being said, we've got a very busy show today and we start off with somber news. But before we do that, join me for an espresso. That's right. I, I have one. It's actually Lovatsa. There's an espresso machine in my room. I know. I've started booking hotels, like looking for espresso machines. So coffee cup cheers, y'all. Because I let you guys down. Every time I travel, I let you down. We'll start off with somber news this morning. A famed hacker and one of our industry's uh, foremost names, uh, no names, Kevin Mintnick, uh, has uh, passed away after a long battle with pancreatic cancer. He was 59 years old. This... Uh, has confirmed Mitnick's passing was reported in an obituary posted at Dignity Memorial, a Las Vegas funeral home. At the time of his death, Mitnick was the security evangelist and chief hacking officer at No Before. And this show has a long history with that company. They've been great supporters of our work. And so our hearts go out to the entire No Before team and to the entire cybersecurity community uh, for the untimely passing of one of the great uh, Kevin Mitnick, who, uh, who is survived by his wife, Kimberly, who is pregnant with their first child. So uh, whatever, you know, how, however spiritual you are, please pray for the know before family and Kevin Mitnick's uh, family as well. Um, and uh, we know the impact he had on our industry will forever be remembered. Um, untimely passing for sure. Uh, especially so close to, uh, to black hat. I'm sure we'll be uh, drinking in his memory in Vegas in just a few short weeks, y'all. So, that's our somber news this morning. We're going to move on and talk about this SD Louder breach, um, which now has more detail. Uh, the ransomware uh, actors are um, Alpha, Alpha or Black Cat and Clop have both listed SD Louder on their data leak sites as a victim of different separate attacks in a disgruntled message to the company. The Black Cat gang mocked the security measure, saying they were still present on the network. The SEC filing on Tuesday by the SD Louder company confirmed one of the attacks, saying the threat actor gained access to some of the system and stolen some data. It appears CLOP uh, is, is easy to attribute. That's the move it transfer zero-day vulnerability. But the threat actor uh, began leveraging the vulnerability in May, claiming to have breached hundreds of, uh, th- hundreds of companies. We know at least 347 based on, on, on an episode we did last week and some of the data we saw there. So... The uh, Black Hat folks, though, are going after Estee Lauder uh, in, in, in a shameless fashion, shaming the victim even more. Um, they've tried to extort the company. The company has been silent to it, which is the right approach, by the way. So you can criticize that. It's not an easy day to be a security professional at Estee Lauder. And so thoughts are with that team as well. 
uh, there's two thoughts this morning. Um, you know, it's never easy to go through an event, especially back-to-back events. And chances are, if you've got one door, there's other doors. And so one door leads to another door, leads to another door. This is just the prime example of how very quickly things can get out of hand. Uh, the team at Estee Lauder is a capable team. I'm sure they'll be able to handle this one. But it's it's worth noting, worth note to keep looking at what Estee Lauder is doing and really taking it there. For all of you that use Jira, we've got a few uh, uh, exploits here that are available uh, on some of the plugins. So uh, attackers are apparently trying to exploit two path traversal vulnerabilities in the Stagil navigation for Jira's menus and theme plugin, according to the SANS Internet Storm Center. Track the CVE 2023-26255 and 26256. The two high-severity flaws were disclosed in February of this year and were addressed with the release of version 2.0.52 of the plugin. The bug allows an attacker to modify the file name parameter. Uh, that's a really long of the endpoint to traverse and read the file system. And, and for all of those, links are in the show notes. Please go see them. I just don't want to say the whole name here. Uh, directory traversal issues typically allows attacker to read arbitrary files on the server on which an application is running, potentially gaining access to credentials, application data, and other sensitive information. According to SANS Deans of Research, Joanna Ehrlich, the first exploitation attempts targeting were observed in late March. Following three months of silence, attackers picked up the exploits again this week and are now targeting both vulnerabilities, meaning they found the exploit, didn't do anything with it, probably built persistence, malware, the ability of how to go undetected, and then brought that forward. And, and, and that's why you probably see that silence. That's a typical modus operandi, by the way, of threat actors, meaning they'll find the vulnerability. They don't want to exploit it without having all the right tools in place because if they do and they get discovered, it's gone. But they know that if they can go out, build exploits, find persistence, find a way to be stealthy as much as humanly possible, then their discovery is less likely. And so they'll have a greater impact, kind of very similar to what Klopp did with Move It, right? So... Same rules here. Don't let the three-month hiatus say, oh, they forgot about it, went on vacation, came back. No, they were building exploits for it. So there's that. Adobe has now rolled out a fresh round of updates to address the incomplete fix for the cold fusion flaw that's come under active exploitation in the wild. The shortcomings track the CVE 2023-38205 CVSS score of 7.5 has been described of, of an, as an instance of improper access control that could result in a security bypass. Cold Fusion has now been updated, so you want to make sure you get the latest update from those uh, folks over at Adobe. OpenAI credentials were stolen by the thousands and are for sale on the dark web. Threat actors are showing an increased interest in generative AI tools with hundreds and thousands of open AI credentials for sales on the dark web and access to malicious alternative for chat GDP. Both less uh, skilled and seasoned cyber criminals can use the tools to create more convincing phishing emails. We know what they can do with AI. If you haven't been listening to the show, if this is your first time tuning in, go back. We've talked about the threats that AI present to, to criminals, but we also talked about our ability, right, to build homegrown tools to address AI. Right, so using ChatGPT to say, is this email written by ChatGPT? Very similar to how professors look at term papers. You could do the same here, right? So there, there's that. They've identified around 200,000 OpenAI credentials. So here's the deal. One, OpenAI does have multi-factor authentication. Make sure you turn that on. Make sure it's not an SMS. Make sure it's an app, right? Use Google Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, any authenticator app you want. If, you've, if you're using uh, Okta or anyone else, you could do that as well. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see that. It's also, by the way, 
story I couldn't find, but was was kind of shared with me yesterday. Okta had sent an email to uh, a slew of customers talking about a potential incident taking place. I haven't seen anything to the effect of a public statement yet. And so I'm going to hold true to, to the fact that that email is authentic and Okta is going through something. We'll have more information hopefully on Monday or we'll do something special tomorrow, depending on how severe it is and, and, and what it is, y'all. So there's that open AI Add multi-factor authentication, reset your passwords, make sure you get that done ASAP. Microsoft claims that criminals are turning exchange service into malware control centers. Microsoft and the Ukraine served a warning of new attacks by Russian state-sponsored Turla, uh, the APT now targeting the defense industry and Microsoft exchange servers with a new delivery check malware backdoor. Uh, Turla is believed to be an, an APT linked to Russia's FSB. The cyber spies have been associated with a wide array of attacks against Western interests over the years, including the snake cyber espionage malware botnet that was recently disrupted uh, with Operation Medusa. In a coordinated report and Twitter thread published today by the CERT UA and Microsoft, researchers outlined a new attack where Turla threat actors targeted the defense sector in Ukraine and Eastern Europe. The attack starts with phishing emails containing an Excel XLSM attachment that contains malicious macros. When activated, those macros execute a PowerShell, creating a scheduled task impersonating a Firefox browser update. This task downloads a delivery check backdoor, also known as Game Day, and launches it in memory where it connects to the threat actor's command and control server to receive commands and execute and deploy further malware payloads. Microsoft says that these malware payloads are embedded and launched from the XSLT style sheets. After infecting devices, the threat actors utilize the backdoor to exfil data, from the compromised device using the R, uh, R clone tool. What makes delivery check stand out is Microsoft Exchange server side component that turns into a server that turns the server, sorry, into a command and control server for the threat actors. Microsoft says this component is installed using desired state configuration, a PowerShell module that allows the admin to create a standardized server configuration and apply that, that gives them that stealthy. The threat actors use the DSC to automatically load a base 64 encoded Windows executable, which converts the legitimate exchange server into a malware distribution server. Again, kind of use your own tools against you. Point your own gun into your own head. Use your own security for obscurity is what they're doing here. It's very smart, by the way, from, from, from Russia to do that. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. With other Microsoft news, by the way, Microsoft has finally relented. They're offering free critical logging to all 365 customers after an earlier version was, uh, uh, you had to pay, they had a logging tax. I, a Microsoft customer myself, it's one of the things I absolutely uh, uh, despised and always looked for other solutions. Um, Microsoft has now allowing uh, uh, Microsoft to purview audit standard customers will now get deeper visibility into security data, including detailed logs of email access and more than 30 types of log data previously only available to purview premium subscribers. Uh, additionally, Microsoft will extend the retention time of logs from 90 days to 180 days. So good for Microsoft uh, for pulling through on that. That's it for our show this morning. A little bit shorter than usual, but nonetheless, still as informative as ever. Make sure to comment. Let me know what you all think. Uh, any stories, anything else, you can reach out to cyberhubpodcast.com. You can tip, send anonymous tips there as well, or you can try, try our Proton Mail as well on our website. Uh, also, one last thing, Black Hat. Some great content coming your way there. If you're interested in being part of the program, uh, inter interested in sponsoring one of the episodes, please let me know. Reach out to cyberhubpodcast.com or reach out to me on LinkedIn and we'll get you hooked up with the right people to make that happen. That's it for the show today. Have a great rest of your day, y'all. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Unless something happens tomorrow, stay cyber safe.
We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.